left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD. Sports. As we hit another sports uh, stepping stone. Famous in talking Yanks cultures. Um, The Stanley Cup wraps up last night. My avalanche. Get it done against my lightning. Nobody can skate with Makar, except McDavid. You guys already know that. Uh, NBA draft, that feels so long ago. Right. That's insane. That's insane. That was last Thursday. I mean, the Yankees, if you are a Yankees fan, a Houston fan, or uh, if you're a fan of American League Baseball, I think that was the series you had to check in. They've been the two best teams in the American League all year. They tied up for four funky ones. We had a massive brawl yesterday, a real brawl in baseball, where there's still stories coming out of, and our our guy John Boy is writing a chapter of that story as he is, he is in the teeth of the breakdown uh, since last night into today. <laughs> Continuing into today as he puts together some artwork on that. Man, NBA draft. Whew. Whew. Uh, the hottest team in baseball is the Boston Red Sox. They are winners of seven straight. And we are at the time of year. <clears throat> Summer is here. I think people start getting into different routines in summer, whether if that's just school life, teacher life, or, you know, I, I think your weekend life changes in the summer. You kind of feel a need to, to be doing something. And by the way, baseball is so hot in these streets. We will do a little whip around today, and we'll circle up on some of the other Fun stuff around the sporting world. In baseball, where should we go? Uh, let's start Yankees-Astros. That's what we know best. Uh, Yankees-Astros teed off for four in the Bronx. There's still a little bit of animosity both ways. You can kind of feel it. You know, there's been a lot of moving parts and a lot of time since 2017. But there's been animosity and... I couldn't believe it when you actually look at Houston's roster. Because we talk about baseball and how quickly things change. And you can, you know, we could bring up the Yankees 2017 roster. And there's a lot of different pieces in there now than there was. Jose Altuve. Alex Bregman. I mean, Yuli Gurriel. Jordan Alvarez. Michael Brantley. Kyle Tucker at this point have, have been long members of the Houston Astros. So, yes, 
you know, they've lost Springer and Correa, two massive pieces. Martin Maldonado has been a part of this Houston team. In my head, when I think back to these Houston Astros teams, he will have been a part of that. Jason Castro, also kind of in a way, even though, like, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. But just painting the picture a little bit. Justin Verlander. He has now been a part of this for a long time. Jose Urquidy and Christian Javier. Like, again, I, I know we're chopping it up differently, but I've seen a lot of these guys. Framber Valdez. This Houston team. It's a lot of the same faces. And for the Yankees, obviously, Judgey is still there. I mean, can you tie in LeMahieu and Stan at this point? That's kind of a different tier. But they've felt some emotional ball games. You know, not 2017, but the aftermath of that. Yeah. They had, they had, well, they had a, a long series in 2019 that was emotional. That they, were, they were very there for. Aaron Hicks has been. Uh, Is there that year? Labor Torres right after. Um, Kyle Higashioka. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sevy being back for the pitching staff. You, you feel that a little bit. So, I don't know. That was one of those, Monty. Looking at Houston's roster, and now Garrett Cole, kind of the great connector piece of all of this. They played a wild four-game set. I was at the Thursday night game uh, with Joe's Unreal. Uh, the Yankees <clears throat> go down a three-run homer, which I hope becomes like an official Yankees rallying cry. If you go down 3-0 in the first, I want that in Yankee land to be like, we got you. Uh, going back to the DD wild card home run. The Yankees match it in the first. They hit Altuve, first batter of the game. I said, oh, no, don't do that. Like, you don't. Don't poke the bear with these guys. It's kind of been proven. They're pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, Yankees match the three-run homer. Your dong hits a three-run homer. Uh, fast forward to the ninth inning at this point. That was the third inning. And they were still up 6-3. Aaron Hicks hits a massive three-run homer as he begins or continues his revival tour. Uh, his every other month stuff. I might might have to tweet that out this morning because it's ridiculous. And then big Aaron Judge, future captain, maybe, uh, figures out his arbitration the next day. He has the walk-off pitch on, on a 3-0 pitch. I I know, believe me, I'm, I'm team swing 3-0. I was telling Judgey to swing 3-0. I believe in him. <clears throat> It still is mind-blowing mind a little bit. I mean, how far removed are we from, like, you didn't swing 3-0? Like, not long? Like, what was going on 10 years ago? Maybe I should ask Chris Rose. But when did 3-0 become acceptable? Because here we are full-blown in it. But to still be able to do it is insane. You get one swing. If you screw up or even hit it at someone... You feel like a, a dodo. That was not the problem. Sorry for sorry for dropping a hard D there. Dodo. The series continues on. Verlander outduels Seve. Uh, again, each of them give up one homer. Seve's happened to be a three-run homer. 
uh, while Verlander's was a solo shot. The Yankees get no hit by Christian Javier and the bullpen. Uh, and they got, like, legit no hit. It wasn't like there's was a lot of hot shots and line drives. They got beat. Javier finished with 13 Ks. 13 Ks. Not not a lot of close calls. If It Ooh. felt like, I don't know if this is going to be construed as, as downplaying the Yankees or whatever. It felt like just very good pitching from the Astros. Just everybody was good, especially Javier. Did seven innings of work. So not only did they get no hit in that game, Houston wins. By the way, Yankees... Still lurked in that game. They had a couple runners on base. One big swing. Didn't happen. And then... They go into the Sunday game. And I... You know, Jimmy, Jimmy summed it up best coming into the game. He was like, it's no problem at all. Just need DJ to get a hit. First at bat of the game. He did not. Nor did the Yankees into the... Fifth inning? Sixth inning? I want to say the sixth... Until Giancarlo Stan hits a solo home run. It's a 3-1 game. Altuve, by the way, homered on the first pitch of the game. So that's coming right off the no-hitter. Uh, and these Yankees, man, they uh, they have a crazy amount of belief and talent. Uh, DJ LeMahieu ends up hitting the big game-tying home run in the eighth. And here's Aaron Judge in extra innings. After we thought the Yankees might have blown it, Glaber had a whole base running thing. He rolled his ankle. He's down on the ground. Um, Mike King with an incredible f- performance. The Yankees, the only time they, the two leads they had in this series, uh, were after they walked it off. Those were the only two times they held a lead. So bottom ninth and bottom 10th. Astros kind of dominated. I think the weak part of their team is their bullpen. I know statistically, uh, they've, their bullpen's been incredible. They're number one in reliever ERA. Um, Ryan Stanek ha- has been really, really good. They called up a guy, Seth Martinez, who essentially had been perfect until yesterday. Maton kind of broke out in last playoffs. Brian Abreu's got all the arm talent in the world. Rafael Montero's been really good. Ryan Presley's been consistent for a while now. I guess my thing is, I don't know Montero enough. Uh, I know he's been around the league for a while, and it looks like the Astros are getting a lot of them. The Yankees are very familiar with Ryan Stanek. I, I know he's improved since his Tampa days, uh, but he doesn't scare the Yankees. Ryan Presley does not scare the Yankees. Uh, Naris, I think the Yankees have gotten to him once or twice. Yeah. Uh, and even in even in the no-hitter game, Naris was a participant, and uh, like he pitched the least effective inning, happened to not give up a hit. Right. Uh and it's more so complimentary to Houston and who they are, saying their bullpen is the weakness while they have the number one bullpen ERA in baseball. Uh, the top six of their lineup is silly. Seven, now that Pena's back, didn't get a full dose of him this weekend. Saw some of the defensive, uh, I don't know, rumors, I guess, or why, why the stats like him. Young guy, looks like he moves incredibly. Kyle Tucker is a monster. Jordan Alvarez is a monster. Bregman is a constant threat. Brantley gets hurt uh, in this series. Uh, He should be back, but he's Michael Brantley and Jose Altuve and what he does against the New York Yankees slash the rest of baseball (laughs) is incredible. I'm normally not this guy. I talked about it on Talking Yanks a lot last night. 
it's one of these teams in the AL. I, I've really never been more confident in the summertime in saying that. I hope I end up, well, actually, I don't. I'm a Yankees fan, so I will be rooting for them. Uh, I hope there's a part of me that's wrong, and maybe these Blue Jays find something, or the White Sox ever kick into gear, or I don't even know who else you say, the Boston Red Sox. I guess is where you go. Winners of seven straight series. Uh, winners of seven straight games. But um bum 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 bum. The Boston Red Sox are second in the American League East. Remember, we were kind of ready to write them off and talking about are they gonna have to reshuffle their assets? I believe they are the third best record in the American League now, behind the Yankees and the Houston Astros. Uh, there's percentage points here in play. They're just better than the Minnesota Twins. Uh, they're a game and a half up on the Rays and the Jays. So, you know, we're, we're threading the needle a little bit. But the Boston Red Sox, how about them, man? They, uh, they found their team identity. Uh, they are first in batting average. They're third on on base, uh, fifth in OPS. This team, when they are right uh, offensively, it's similar to the Houston Astros. The top part of their lineup is just so formidable. They're getting stuff from, over the last seven days, Jaron Duran, the prospect. That's what Cora's kind of been tinkering with, is finding another guy, whether it's a, a, a Duran or... You know, someone at the top of the lineup, Kike should be coming back soon for them. But Devers is putting together a monster season. J.D. Martinez, Bogats. Verdugo's had a nice last week. He's, his numbers were in a weird spot for him. Trevor Story, we know he came around. Uh, full pension, Piv has turned it on at some point this year. Michael Waka. They're getting some performances out of the bullpen. John Schreiber, not really in my book, but... Look what he's about this year. The Boston Red Sox are full-blown in this thing. They've got three coming up with Toronto. That could be interesting. Uh, but then they go Cubbies and then Tampa. So, <laughs> we will see. I know it was an easier part of the schedule for the Red Sox. Fangraphs has them at an 81% clip to make the playoffs. Holy smokies. Uh, it has the Blue Jays at 93%. So, they still like the AL East. It has the Tampa Bay Rays at 61%. So, there's going to be a lot to be sorted out. I, I would love to know. Maybe we'll have to tap in to Carabas at some point. Do I give him the call? Whoa. Early morning, Monday. Aggressive way to start the week. Like, I... Feels like a Wednesday move. I guess that's something I want to look into. Do they... Will, will the Red Sox be willing to add a big piece at the deadline? Or, or would they be doing something like, you know, I, I think Tristan Casas, their, their big boy prospect, he's doing some stuff in the minor leagues now. Is could Preseason, could, he was, all the chatter was he's coming up at some point this year. Is, so is that the move? Is that the move or is he on the move? Like, you know, I, I don't know the story. I'm excited to find out from Red Sox Nation. And, hey, maybe they are. Maybe they read the tea leaves and they do think they're the third best team and with a couple upgrades, whether a starting pitcher or bullpen or another bat in the lineup, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
if that's what they're about. But they are currently the third best team in the... Just last year, they weren't supposed to be one of the the last few teams standing. They they were good, a good team, but playoffs, yeah, anything can happen. And they swept the Guardians, man, who the Guardians had been playing a better brand of baseball. They, They drop or stay at second in the Central. Them and the Twins have been... Been up there, Doogie with a good big home run in one of those games. That might uh, that might set him off. It looks like he's already kind of going. The Orioles took three out of four from the White Sox. Baltimore Orioles have the same record of this as the Seattle Mariners, so maybe we do need to start talking about them in a slightly different light and a little more credit to the Orioles. This was in Chicago. I don't know, man. The one game they do, the White Sox do win. They win four to three, and Dylan Cease goes seven innings, thirteen Ks. The Orioles were coming back in the ninth. They scored two, and they had runners on first and third to end the game. White Sox. I don't know. I don't know what to do with you. I kept thinking it was going to click in and. You guys are this year's Braves, and it's about to happen. Their pitching has been mediocre at best. You know, really interesting. Their strikeouts, their starting pitchers are striking out the most hitters, and you'd say that's really good. They're 18th in ERA. They're 16th in hits allowed. They're 19th in home runs allowed. Bullpen is kind of a similar story. Their offense, they're 22nd in OPS, 24th in runs. A bottom six scoring team out of these Chicago White Sox? Their schedule gets interesting. They're going to L.A., a little West Coast trip. There's a perfect solution for them. They're going to L.A., which we'll talk about them in a second. And then the San Francisco Giants. Twins. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Um, Looks like Moncada may come back for them this week. Their lineup doesn't look like what you think their lineup would look like. Their rotation does look like what their rotation would look like, and, and maybe that's when this team will figure it out and go, is if their rotation can have a special couple turns through. Because they can easily do that. I mean, we're talking Cease, Giolito, Cueto, Kopech, and Lynn. And I guess that's why we're always, I won't be able to quit them. Man, it's so odd to see. They seem like one of the locks of the season, right? Like the Chicago White Sox and kind of the lowly central. Shots fired. They're 34 and 37. They have the same record as the Texas Rangers, similar to the Angels. Uh, They're not far off from my Diamondbacks. They have essentially the same record as the Marlins. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the fire Tony, I know the fans are already already chanting it. Does that not seem, I I know people may think it's contradictory because we didn't get excited about 
the Angels really firing Madden or the Phillies firing Girardi, especially the Phillies, because they promoted his assistant coach, who's basically Girardi's guy. He's definitely still, like, talking with Girardi. Girardi may be coaching the team, pseudo from the inside. That's unfair to Rob Thompson. If you're the White Sox, I don't know, man. Seems kind of like an easy... An easy why not at this point. You have underachieved so much. And you have kind of a controversial figure managing your team. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think the other big story in the American League before flopping over to the NL, the Angels and the Mariners get into a brawl yesterday. I told you Jimmy is working on the breakdown. He is in it. I have a feeling this is going to be like a 22-minute featurette. Seems like it's on its way to being one of the... One of the long kind. Yes. Uh, Yes. Breakdown featurette. Um, The Angels and Mariners. Speaking of underachieving teams, the Angels got off to their good start, started patting myself in the back because I thought thought they had a chance. I thought they had the talent. That 14-game losing streak really hurt. If you take that out, (laughs) they've still been pretty solid. Um, You can't do that, though, because it was a 14-game losing streak. (sighs) BBD, you know Mike Trout's war this year? What's Mike Trout's war this year? 4.2. I'd imagine that's pretty high on the list. Shohei's at 3.2. Shohei does two jobs. He sure does. Um, For the White... Not for the White Sox. The Angels and Mariners get into a brawl. This was bubbling over. I listened to a little bit of our guy, uh, Phil Nevin, who's now the interim manager. He was the Yankees' third base coach. He was pretty nice to us. These teams had played, I think, eight times in the past 10 days or something like that, or two weeks. And he said, like, he kind of went baseball guy on it. He's like, if if two teams link up like that, that much in a couple weeks, he kind of pointed to the schedule, which, hey, come on. That doesn't mean you can fight. Uh, they get into a big old brawl. He, from what I know, he essentially threw an opener out there, <laughs> potentially, to to do some hit-by-pitch stuff, which can't be doing that. That's, that's a little barbaric. Let that word resound. We get one of the bigger recent brawls in history. I mean, Bryce Iglesias is throwing seeds on the field. The bullpens are out. A lot of pushing and shaking. Uh... This tussle went on for a while. You had the side tussles going. Again, Jom's got the breakdown coming. I think kind of like firing a manager, a good brawl is something you can point to and circle in sports and see what happens after. It's kind of like a coach getting a technical foul in basketball. How many times have you seen a coach get a technical foul and they say, since the technical foul... Their team is on a 20-8 and eight run. We like to point at something. It's something that changes energy in the building, at the game. The Angels win a 2-1 to one ball game last night. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 6. 6 plus 6 is 12, 14. The Angels have 20 games to the All-Star break. I can almost guarantee you When the All-Star break hits, we will be saying, you know, since that brawl, 
The Angels have gone blank and blank. Seattle Mariners, same thing. Because guess what? They have the same... Sports are so funny, man. They have the same exact record. Excuse me, the Angels have one more win. 35 and 40, 34 and 40. Will this brawl be the go that these teams need? I don't know. Angels, I'd circle them a little more than the Mariners. At least the Angels have felt their team be good this year. They just had one stretch where they were so, so bad. The Mariners have had no go. They've been no go all year. And hey, maybe if they get the go now, and it was all started by that fight, we'll see. But, whew, that was a juicy one from the baseball world. We'll do a little NL quick. Uh, The New York Mets remain on top in the East. What they have been doing without Scherzer and DeGrom, has gotten to the point that we need to start saying that more. You know, we thought a lot of this Mets season hinged on Scherzer and DeGrom. They end up getting walked off on the last game uh, by the Florida Fish, but they won the first two, man. And they they keep winning series. They're a really good team without, like, two aces. Aces can be a controversial term in baseball circles. Not with Scherzer and DeGrom. They continue to lead the East. They win another series. The Braves, who have been gaining on them in the East, they end up losing two out of three. It ends uh, It ends on Sunday Night Baseball. Gonsolin versus Strider. Some sneaky good pitching there. Kenley blows it. Uh, and this is Freddie versus Olsen. Ken Lee versus his old team, so there's some fun stuff going on there. At one point, there was a funny thing. Matt Olson got a, I think it was a game-tying hit at first base, and he gave a little fist bump, and he bumped Freeman. He's like, oh! MLB trying to get their NBA on a little bit. Both those guys looked at each other like, couldn't care less. Um, so that was fun. How about Trace Thompson getting in the mix uh, with the game-tying two-run single? Uh, just barely got over the glove. How about that? Athletic family, huh? It's pretty insane. Dodgers, they win their series. Uh, the Phillies take three out of four from the pods, so that's impactful both ways. The Phillies get a big series win after they just kind of had a, a blunder against the Texas Rangers, one of those weird two-game interleague sets. Uh, they take three out of four. The Padres uh, at home. You know, the, the, the one game they do win uh, is the Battle of the Nolas. Austin Nola versus Aaron Nola. The only run driven in was by brother Austin Nola. Um, ooh, tough start for Gibby. We don't like that. But the Phillies end up coming back because they get a nice performance out of Nick Nelson in the bullpen. Uh, big Schwarbo home run in that one. Good for the Phillies. My Padres, uh, I've been enjoying them this year. Lose three out of four. Hey, they're still, they're the fifth best team in Major League Baseball. Top five team. It'd be hard to not list the San Diego Padres. We'll see if they can recover as Philly. Uh, 39 and 35. They're kind of, there's a clear, right now there are two clear tiers in baseball and it's right at 15. There are 15 teams over 500. There are 15 teams under 500. And nobody's currently towing the line. That'll change soon. 
The Phillies and Guardians are the closest to it, 39 and 35. Guardians are 36 and 32. Under 500 are the Rangers, 34 and 37. White Sox, 34 and 37. And then you get into some Angels, Marlins, Mariners. Let's see what else needs to be hit. Reds took two out of three from the Giants. Come on, Giants. Cubs took two out of three from the Cardinals. Come on, Cardinals. Those are both bad. Kind of gender benders, if you will. Uh, Twins won their series as they stay atop. Uh, they're a conversation point. Maybe we'll come back to them. Blue Jays. I gave a warning at the end of last episode. Alejandro Kirk has been going nut job. They lost two out of three to the Brewers after winning the first game. The Blue Jays have a tough little schedule coming up, and they're currently tied for third or fourth in the AL East. This is a team that talked about being dominant. Talked about how this season, last year was the preview, get your popcorn ready. They have not. Their popcorn is not ready, man. Rays swept the Pirates, and that's obvious. Actually, that's not obvious, but good for the Rays. Twins take two out of three. And I think the story there, my D-backs lost two out of three to the Tigers. Nats, Rangers, nope. Uh, Wes Johnson, short king. One of the stories around baseball. Everything when you end up putting it in the pot does make sense. Uh, But it was pretty odd to see. It was pretty odd to see. That the first place pitching coach of the Minnesota Twins, Wes Johnson, left for the pitching coach job at LSU. So same title, majors in college. A first place team mid-season. So again. That's the part that's like. Think about what I just said about Mariners and Angels, how we're going to go back to that and be like, since the brawl, these teams have done bar, bar, bar. For the Twins, it's going to be since Wes Johnson left. Uh, and maybe it's on a good note for them, but I, I don't know. That's just something. It doesn't feel right. As as a snobbish Yankees fan, like the Yankees just would not let this happen. I hate to be obnoxious about it, but it's very true. Like the Yankees. Ah, maybe I shouldn't speak on it, but if Matt Blake right now tried to leave. Unless he like... During the season, it wouldn't happen, though. Like, right? I was going to say, unless he like really wants to be a GM or, or a manager. like Yankees can't stop him from getting one of those jobs if he's offered it. Here's what I guess I'll say. That wouldn't happen on the Yankees. It just wouldn't happen. And like, like you alluded to, you put everything in, in the pot. It, it doesn't not make sense. I was... He gets more pay. Was doing, yeah, doing a little digging. His salary more than doubles. It's probably way easier to do the work-life balance at the college level. It's got to be less travel, shorter seasons. Yeah, it's a, it's a different work-life balance. I mean, if you get into recruiting and stuff like that, it, get, it gets different. But you're, you're more localized. Um, and, yeah, I think... Security. What LSU is as a baseball program and who he is as a pitching coach and and what you can do, I I think, yeah. If if I told you 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 got a better chance at work-life balance, you'll probably get more credit at your job. You know, in the pros, sometimes we give pitching coaches credit. We also give them a lot of shit. Here, he's basically going to be grooming high-level prospects. Yeah. Yeah, baseball, or the at the MLB level, I think, like, really just... 
the top, top guys, and it sort of depends on the situation, get, like, the full credit. I mean, how long was Brent Strom there, and we called him the best pitching right. coach? He left. Astros pitching hasn't really fell they're off. Still, they're still decent. They got a good program there, I guess. So, yeah, a couple Twins pitching tidbits that, I, that I've grabbed for Talking Baseball. Stay coming tuned. Talking Baseball coming up after this. Riley Green's playing. That's cool for the Tigers. That's kind of your baseball whip around. We're doing Talking Baseball after this. Um, maybe maybe you've seen it. Popular on the internet. Um, what am I doing? Just went to my own Twitter, distracted myself. Anything good there? I'm all right. It's all right. Decent account. Definitely not mid. A couple good tweets yesterday. Yankees Astros. A lot of emotion. A lot of emotion there. I, uh, and I guess my final going away statement, because I, I talked, I kind of hate the way I've been talking about Yankees Astros. I, maybe a third team does get involved. Maybe they don't. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to believe it or not, especially with the Astros pedigree and just being a Yankees fan and seeing what I've seen day in, day out. National League, uh, you know, it, it would seem pretty obvious that you could say Mets and Dodgers. But I'll circle those Padres. Their pitching is real. If Tatis ever comes back and they make a move, I think that changes their conversation. And and the Braves. Braves got off to a late start. They were there last year. I kind of believe in them. Yeah, Machado is out. Okay, that makes their series loss feel a little better. Yeah. Braves, I guess, kind of in the same bucket as the Red Sox. Slow starts and since whatever date have been one of the best Four teams. And, you know, a little bit of a pedigree there. Red Sox yeah. were in the CS last year, and they're... There's some guys from, from the World Series A good still franchise, yeah. franchise runs. So, yeah, good, I guess... Good franchise. Yeah. I guess for me, I... This paper... I enjoy parody in sports. Um, the Brewers... You know, we talked about them in World Series for a little bit. That vibe has seemingly been gone for a little while. Uh, The Blue Jays, kind of the same. Kind of the same. Rays, I never had that sauce with them this year, but they've been a good franchise. Cardinals, Giants, Twins. Like those, okay, there should be two tiers there. Brewers, they have the high-end talent to be a World Series threat. Jays, same. And the Rays have been a good enough of franchise that I need those teams to kind of, if one of them can really go and join the party, I think it would make make this season that much more entertaining. And maybe it's the Red Sox and the Braves. Maybe those are the two teams you circle and say they're they are joining the party. Last night we gave out Lord Stanley's Cup. Uh, it was a good watch, playoff hockey, been telling you guys, obviously jumped in deeper to playoff hockey than I have in past years, uh, due to the Rangers being super friendly with us, it was a good time. The Lightning and what they showed me, I told you guys on Wake and Jake, and I said, I'm kind of uninformed. Uh, we had our guy, Nick from Hockey Collective on, he was great, and by the way, his analysis of the series was pretty damn good. It was kind of like uh, you can't rule out the Lightning just because of what they've done, but I like the Avalanche and kind of they're the cool new modern style of hockey and there's a lot of good storylines there. Like 
If they're the team that can't take down the Lightning, oh, shoot. I think he took abs in five. I think he was trying to be a little sexy. Turns out to be abs in six. They ended up having more legs than this Lightning team, uh, probably because of their the way their playoff path went. Uh, they never went to a game seven. They didn't have to feel that in this playoffs. Kale McCarr, we were introduced to him pretty late. Again, not the biggest hockey guy. Uh, he was incredible. He wins the Con Smith. I think it's Smith, but it's spelled like Smythe. Or is it Smythe? Chat, let me know. I heard someone say Smith this morning, and I didn't know if they were trying to throw me off. He was super impressive. His interview he gave was was really impressive after the Stanley Cup. Like, young guy, I think he's 23, and he seemed like one of the most mature people. You know, sometimes we get locked into this hockey bro stereotype a little bit. He was not that. The stories that were coming out after the game, it's funny when you're not super attached. Uh, their head coach apparently was this guy that had to climb his way through the ranks later in life. Uh, I'm trying to think of the equation. When he took over the Avalanche, I mean, they were a bad franchise. So he's, I think he's a guy that he can kind of put a stamp in and be like, I'm... He's probably got an argument to be one of the best coaches in the NHL. Like, didn't didn't have the same pedigree as a lot of guys, but worked his way up there. I thought it was Smythe. I thought it was Smythe. I thought someone was pulling my leg this morning. Um, and then, yeah, you've got you, the defender there, Eric Johnson, 14 years in the league. He'd never gotten the trophy, so that's always really cool. Because these guys are insane, man. I, I was having some Sunday... Well, I was having some Sunday scaries anyways. Coming off my, my friend Kyle's wedding. Groomsman, good guy, Kyle. Day one, elementary school, tall. Uh, him and Katie, congratulations. Beautiful wedding on Long Island. Had my fun, a lot of dancing. A lot of dancing turned into Trump. A lot of fun, a little bit of dancing. Alanya. Uh... Cool for the Avalanche. I mean, I think hockey people are really excited. We we talked about it. Uh, that these are two probably the two best teams they had to offer. Crazy seeing seeing the Lightning wear out like that. Hockey's a brutal sport, man. The first goal that went in off Vasilevsky, he got like the corner of his pad on it, but it wasn't enough. It gets in. Uh, they had a couple attempts, but not many. They just like, like they ran out of legs. It's it's pretty crazy to see that happen to a team, but. The, uh, the NHL hockey playoffs are an absolute grind. Good for the Avs. And, yeah, it looks like they're set up, man. Looks like they're truly set up. And the Lightning, some of their quotes after are pretty badass. Like seeing how emotionally beat up they were. They kind of thought they were a dynasty. People are taking that word for them. It's to be dramatic sports media a little bit. But everyone says for a dynasty you need that third title. Uh, and this would have been it. We'll see, man. I think those dudes are going to be back. Like, the look in their eye after losing made it look like they're a bunch of, like, serious, hardo competitors that they will be back. Interested to see how they improve on the margins. The extra amount, the extra amount of hockey games that that team has played, including all their playoff runs, is insanity. Like, after seeing how worn out both teams were by the end of this, it's insane thinking about the amount of playoff games they have played. Insane. 
So, good for hockey. I, I think the playoffs were a blast. It was it was fun getting in there. Would a Game 7 have been cool? Sure. Sure. Um, we got ice in the chat. Love that. Yeah, the Avs, I mean, they came from basically lovable losers. They have a couple guys that stayed around through those losing years. Um, along with the breakout of... McCarr and their their goalies weren't going to be enough. They were. Their coach wasn't going to be enough. He was. That was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I again, I still don't think I'm a hockey guy. But that was fun. Might have more of a game plan going into the playoff hockey next year. Yeah, I guess that's... I want to be more prepped for next year's playoff hockey. Whatever that means. Maybe like two hockey updates during the year. I don't know. We'll do a little bit on the NBA draft. Before we pivot to there, okay. circling back, we mentioned Tristan Casas on the Red Sox chat saying he's hurting the minors right now. Oh, okay. I've kind of had them on Josh Bell watch anyway, mm. but that seems like the best rental first base option. The chat also mentioning they're probably going to be in. <clears throat> I'm bringing in a first baseman feels like the biggest hole, but if we talk to someone, I'd be curious if they agree with that. NBA draft. NBA draft. Um, I just sent a horrible text because I was just trying to think about too much while sending a text. Um, and <laughs> one of my buddies just said texting during the show. Okay. NBA draft. Um, Bancaro goes one to Orlando. This was a surprise. People... Kind of thought it was going to be Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren. They go Paolo. I'm not the biggest Paolo guy. I, I think it's a little hot takey. I, I think when I say that, I'm saying it. I think he's going to be really good. I mean, he's massive. He's 6'10", 250. He can handle. He can pass. He, he can kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, I think it was right the way people said it, that he's currently the best player in the draft as of right now. Probably like a lowest floor type deal. For me, when I watched him at Duke, he he always did the same move. You guys heard me talk about it. He kind of would just go into the lane, spin, and hop, and hope something happened. Sometimes it would, and it would look beautiful. A lot of times, sometimes it did not, and it also looked bad. Um, we'll see. I guess my thing where I get scared is he is so naturally big, which is a great thing for now, but also he, you, you're naturally going to get bigger. That As you age, you get bigger. And I just don't know if he if he gets any bigger. I'm worried about that and what that means in today's NBA. This whole Duke team, like a couple of the previous Duke teams, I, I don't really know what you do with it. Like the talent was there. Again, I mean, Mark Williams, he's more of a traditional center, or he is a traditional center. He went 15th. Uh, he's the type of guy that, again, probably 20 years too late, he probably would have been... Top, top pick. A.J. Griffin ends up sliding in this draft as he kind of underachieved at Duke. He would go missing at times. People thought he was going to be high lottery for a while. He falls to 16 in Atlanta, which might be a good situation for him. Might be awful because I think he's got a little bit of the Atlanta-itis. They, I don't want to say soft, but like they like to shoot threes and try to outscore you, and that's kind of it. Him and Trey Young, I don't know. A defense, defense could be tough. Uh, at the rest of the time, Orlando was shocked, by the way. Orlando fans, 
They really didn't think Paolo was the guy. We'll see how it works. I mean, there are people that easily think he's the top prospect in the draft, and they got the 1-1. One, one. Um, I, I like Holmgren, Smith, and Ivy ahead of him. Um, I think Paolo's kind of a big stats on a bad team type of guy. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's pretty harsh. Uh, it's pretty harsh. Young, things can change. Right. It, it feels so mean, but it's kind of the nature of the draft. has got to talk about a kid like that. And we're just, we're just you're yeah. placing bets, and it's not even shots fired. Like, the kid's going to make hundreds of million dollars, and I think he's still going to be good, but I think what Holmgren can potentially be, he's obviously has to grow into his body <laughs> a lot, um, but he will. Like, I, that's, that's kind of not a problem today with, like, some of the dietary stuff we know and workout plans. Like, Chet's going to be all right. And, hey, even KD has been all right. While he's added mass, he's still not massive. Not thick. Um, yeah, in the NBA, it's this league in particular, it's a, it's a common thing. I think teams, for the most part, have their equations and, and know how to, how to work with that and... and Develop. I mean, the Thunder are pretty wild. They took Poku and now Chet. There's a lot of memes and images about that. Uh, who knows, man? I mean, this whole Oklahoma City thing is an experiment the NBA hasn't fully seen before. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're either going to be one of the coolest, f- most fun watches in a couple years, or... We're going to be talking about how it just didn't happen. Uh, I kind of bank on it coming together at some point. Shea Gilgis Alexander might be on the move at some point. He might not be on their timeline. Well, we'll see. Uh, he could also be their guy and, and lead them through the timeline. I don't know. Uh, Jabari Smith, shocked to see him go to Houston. I think they probably were too. He's nasty, man. He's really good. The, the shot-making ability he has... Um, you know, I I saw the knock on him right now is that people see a lot of Richard Lewis in him. And I think what people probably don't fully appreciate is that I, I think if Richard Lewis played in today's NBA, he'd be respected a little differently. Like, Richard Lewis got a lot of buckets. A lot of three-point shots when, like, almost big men still were... I don't want to say faux pas for you to shoot threes, but you didn't get the same amount of love. And like, like, if you're wide open, you can take one today. Like, go look at a lot of Richard Lewis's teams. Um, I don't know, man. I I think, I think Richard Lewis, if he was in today's NBA, would be looked at a little differently. I mean, again, maybe it's more like Paul George. Although Paul George can play some defense. Yeah. I like Smith. Um, I, I like Smith. I, I think his ceiling is above Paolo. I think his ceiling is above uh, Chet. And that's that's why I kind of am where I am with it. Um, and I think Magic fans were, were really in grips with that. It's going to be a fun story to tell, to see where these three end up. And again, when I was being tough on Paolo, Maybe there's some Duke hate there. Maybe there's not. I th- I think this is a really good draft class. Like, I think these three are going to be really good. I think we're going to be dissecting this in a good way. 
Like, I think Paolo's going to rack up stats. Uh, I just worry if it leads to wins. I think Chet, in a couple years when he has it figured out with the three and the D, even inside, like, I, I think he can be a terror. Jabari Smith, I, I think he's going to be buckets. Buckets. It's obviously going to be on a bad team for a couple years, but I think he's good enough that they will be impactful buckets. The other huge storyline here is the Kings do pass on Jaden Ivey, who's kind of the fourth with that bunch. Uh, there's always different stories around Sacramento. Uh, well, half being a joke, and you never know what players tell teams or don't tell teams. They end up taking Keegan Murray, who's... Nice swing forward from Iowa. I mean, people like him, but they just thought he was in a different league than kind of what Jade and Ivy can be. They take him. I, I heard arguments about how Keegan Murray's a better fit with Sacramento. Maybe he is. Sacramento, it's it, there with the Knicks, a pretty easy team to say you did the wrong thing uh, because the results normally end up that way. Jaden Ivey goes to Detroit, and it just seems like a picture-perfect fit. This is a guy that went to college at Purdue. Um, so I, people probably think this doesn't matter. It does. Like, if this was a guy that went to, like, the U or USC, and now you're in Detroit, <laughs> like, people feel that. Uh, he's going from Purdue to Detroit. He's with Cade Cunningham, who's kind of this cerebral star and kind of wants to pass first and – outthink you and then beat you and take over at times. Jaden Ivey is more of the Russell Westbrook school of, <laughs> I'm going to get to the rim and I'm going to break it. and I, I want to beat you on every play instantly as quick as I can, which again has its ups and downs. I just mentioned Russell Westbrook. Um, they seem like a perfect pairing. Yeah. Uh, you have to be, if you're a Detroit fan, which, you know, I know we're huge in Detroit, it seems... Like when you talk about rebuild and lottery luck and having things fall the right way, it seems like they have hit kind of perfectly. And by the way, Sadiq Bey was a breakout player last year uh, from Villanova. He averaged 16 points per game. He had a 50-point night. I think it was later oh, in the yeah. season and didn't matter as much. But I don't think it was like that. Like, like I don't think it was during the part where people were like, don't take anything into account. He's, it, he was good. I, I don't know fully where this, this player is at in his career, but Marvin Bagley is on the Detroit Pistons. Um, Talent. Isaiah Stewart uh, for a big man. I know he's young and a lot of people like them. Like They have kind of the video game young team that should be next. Uh, I mean, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bey, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, Detroit is kind of the big winner in all of this. Uh, yeah. I think Ivy is the perfect fit for them. That's pretty uh that's pretty exciting. I think they're gonna be a lot of teams uh league pass te- a lot of people's league yeah. pass team this year. Mix some words there. They, the, they get the they get Jalen Duran later, who right. I think people were saying if Ivy was off the board, they were considering him at five, right. which probably would have been a reach, but there was also a bit of a five to twenty, who knows? Which yeah. there is every year. They liked him a lot going in. Like there was, the Knicks were very much, at least in theory, interested in Ivy, and people thought if they can draft Dern, flip him to the Pistons, that could get it done. No, they wanted both, and they got both. Benedict Matherin uh, goes six, which a lot of people were just kind of like, that makes sense. Uh, 
to Indiana. That's where I think, again, I think this draft is going to end up looking really good. I mean, there's people that were comparing Benedict Matherin to kind of Anthony Edwards a little bit. And Anthony Edwards was the one, the one, one. So he, he goes six. Shaden Sharp is this absolute wild card that nobody knows what to do with. He's going to the uh, Portland, who they actually have. They deserve a little credit with how they've developed guys, whether if you go back to Dame McCollum. Um, who's the guy who broke out this year? I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Portland Trailblazers. Simons? Yes. Anthony uh, Simons. Anthony Simons. Like, he's... Where he's gotten to. Um, they got value. 17 points per game last year. Anthony yeah. Simons. Uh, so, we'll see what goes on there. Uh, Dyson Daniels to New Orleans. Uh, saw some people like that. Some people are just all in on New Orleans because they think they got a bunch of dogs, and if Zion comes back the right way. Uh, Dyson Daniels is supposed to be potentially... A uh, difference maker defensively, and New Orleans already has some guys on that end, so people were NBA people were drooling about that. Speaking of defense, Sochan goes to San Antonio, which, using traditional NBA rules, uh, seems like an incredible fit. He's a uh, he's a guy that supposedly impacts every part of the basketball game except scoring to a degree. We'll see what he can become on that end. Uh, I saw a lot of crazy comparisons for him. The easy, the kind of lazy one was Draymond with a little less passing. Draymond's passing is very special. The one I thought was interesting was uh, Sean Marion. Uh, Sean Marion had some huge NBA seasons, so that's kind of a big comp. I think, I think the idea there is that Sean Marion did so much of everything else. His offensive game developed to a pretty cool spot. It was always an ugly shot, but it's it dropped a lot. Go look at some mm-hmm. Sean Marion stats. Um, that... A guy like Jeremy Sochan with Pop and San Antonio system is just an exciting thought to get behind. Uh, Johnny Davis goes to Washington. He supposedly can get buckets and be a dog. Everyone, him and Benedict Matherin, the six and the ten picks, everyone was just like, this this works. Like, no further analysis. Like, you grab... See why you'd want him. You kind of grab the most talented guy at the spot, and we'll see how much it works. Um... And then yeah, I know people have conflicting feelings on on Johnny Davis's full fit. If Beal's still going to be around, which it seems like he is, um, seems like he likes Washington as of now. And he like hasn't demanded a trade, and he's been in trade speculation for wow. three years. Right, he kind he almost like missed that window. It feels like yeah, um, ne- never once did I think we ever heard like an official like he wants out. Wants out, um, and then yeah, I mean, there's there's names you'd recognize end of the first, end of the second round. Uh, Knicks got LOL Knicks for a little bit because they basically traded out of everything. Um, I think when the dust settled, people were more like, "This was a decent draft Whatever. for the Knicks." They asset wise, they ended up in an okay place. Pure value, it's it's kind of whatever. It's just not fun. Yeah, you just you'd rather have that name that you'd be like, ooh, you know, AJ Griffin can be really good. Uh, instead, they don't really have that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything else you want on NBA draft, babes? No, I mean, really, just the next stuff. It's just boring. Yeah, it's, it's just not you exciting. Have, you have a lottery pick, obviously. 
the 11th pick, how, how special is that pick? Whatever, to get nothing tangible from it. Right. And, and, and free agency's coming. They theoretically open some cap space, which is a little funky because what I know about NBA cap rules and stuff, you can you get more flexibility if you function over the cap, so that's a little weird. But yeah, in and theory, I, the, they're making a push to do something there. If you're the Knicks, I, I guess the thing that's interesting to me is you're you're putting yourself out there to be LOL Knicks if Usman Dang clicks or uh, one of the Jalens or Baji or AJ Griffin. If one of those guys hits, you, you will get LOL next. Uh, which, let's be honest, I mean, four guys between picks 10 to 16, like, one of those guys has a really good chance to click. It's usually, like, someone in that range who, who breaks out. Yeah, so... They, um... I wish I could fully credit the person. I can't remember which person I follow that said it, but there's like, I will be Usman Jang's biggest hater moving forward. He is not allowed to mm. become good. And that got me. Sure. <laughs> Rooting for kids. Uh, love the draft. NBA, do we know when? when's NBA free agency? It's got to be like really soon, I think. When does it start? NBA free agency. Man, that isn't, it's not like the first. Yeah, you think you'd just be looking for a date. Um... Ah, that CBS Sports article looked like the one. Oh, wait, June Thursday. 30th. So that's this okay. week. Okay. Thursday, 6 p.m. So NBA will be hot in the streets by the end of this week again. Good I for like them. It. That's always a fun day. Biggest names who could sign with other teams. Zach Levine, unrestricted free agent. Uh, I think people think he's going to land back. Bulls are offering, yeah, they're going to offer him the full. He kind of had his breakout year, and I think he yeah. likes it there, too. Um, surprise! There's always like some surprise. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's this is kind of what the NBA is good at. Kyrie seems like there's drama building there, yeah. always, always is, and and by extension, that Kevin Durant. I guess it, Beal has an option that he could shake things up with. I I don't know where he's at contract was, wise, and I was reading he will likely opt out and sign like a five year, big big deal. Um. So, and that feels normal. Yeah. I guess the biggest one that's like a change very likely could happen, but might not, is DeAndre Ayton. Right. Restricted. Right, because um, the Suns could have already offered and they just never did, so they don't know if it's a money thing there. They were saying he could be a prevent. People were talking about him in the Pistons. Like, if he could, if you put him at the center position, they got a lot of other stuff going they're, on. They're probably out of the mix now after what we've seen, but who knows? Jalen Brunson's a sexy name. I know in Knicksland and in in a lot of lands, uh, I think people think he's going to resign and come back. Yeah. I got to like watch more of them and figure out what I actually think of them. James Harden and Kyrie, always a storyline. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Brunson's a dog and, and we'd love him, especially in, in Knicksland. Um, you know, little undersized, but he's he's tough. I I've said this all, I've said this often and probably far too much. He'd probably be the next the best Knicks point guard since blank. Hmm. So we will see. I'm sure the NBA will give us some good drama. Excited that comes at the end of this week. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a. I feel like they did away or really shortened the moratorium for like when things can become official. But sometimes that would add some drama to things. Let's see if we've got any other good free agents. Uh, we'll see what 
Harden does. Miles Bridges is restricted. Anthony Simons just talked about him. Nurkic. I think Russ is going to accept his player option. I know John Wall accepted his. You which know, yeah, makes sense. But also, I think I replied to the Woj just like, it just feels rude. Man, you refuse to play there. Your choice. Hate to be rude to some of the names, but there's a. I don't. This is a bad NBA free agent class. Yeah, especially given. Like he's my. Not a lot of players expected. The players expected to stay are like. Good, the good players. Right. The best players are expected to stay. He's my guy, but Bobby Portis is listed as top top twelve free agents, and yeah. a lot of the guys ahead of him are either restricted or resigning. So. Yeah. We we just mentioned Russ, and he's on probably the same list we're both looking at. He's like the tenth best free agent. Go get paid, Bobby Portis. Retweet the picture of us. Had a shot with Bobby Portis. That lives on forever. That was a good day. It's a good day. That was a good day. Mobamba's unrestricted. Hmm. Uh, let's start wrapping it up. We've got a big day here at John Boy Media. Name. Ooh. Last time I saw you, we were talking about freeing Shohei uh, because of the performance he put on last week. I think it was a 13 strikeout game after an 8 RBI day, something like that. Um, be fair, Monk, wherever Otani goes, so does the ad deals and TV deals from Japan. Yeah, like his, the actual equation that will go into how much teams can offer him when he is a free agent. Sheesh. Um, Tom Ace, Kale McCarr won the Conn Smythe Trophy as playoff MVP, and we all know only McDavid can skate with McCarr. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've got. That's what we've got. That was so perfect. Um, let's see. Malik Alali, an NBA you never get back the worth of a superstar player in a trade. Is that different at all in baseball? Uh, great question. Uh, it's different. The NBA, the top guys are so good, and you can kind of tell who are going to become the top guys that it's really tough to do that. We've actually seen in recent years, we've seen NBA teams do better than that stereotype for a little bit. Like, I want to say Paul George to Indiana was like Sabonis and Oladipo, and that ended up looking really good for a little bit. Yeah, Um, especially with... Like how it shook out in OKC. Not that it was bad, but he was only ended up only there the two years, but he extended. And I even think I even think like something a lesser tier like McCollum to uh New Orleans. Like I, I think, you know, he was considered the best player in the trade and <clears throat> I I I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to uh I'd have to dive into that a little more. Baseball, it's just the great unknown. You you're often yeah. trading prospects that you could you could trade for the thirtieth ranked starting or prospect who's a starting pitcher, and they could go on to have a fourteen year career. They could they could have a fourteen year career and be lights out. They could have a twelve year career and be mediocre throughout. They could have a three year career. They could not make the majors. There's just so much range in it. Yeah, just get hurt. You just never know. And if you trade for a superstar who's on a big contract and they fall off, like you're. You could be on 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 the wrong side of things pretty easily. So yeah, it's it's just I think baseball is a little more. Well, I was gonna say a little more complicated, 
Baseball, there's a little more unknown. Basketball, there's a lot. There's a lot more trade rules yeah. that go into it between cap and what has to match. And um, it feels like negotiating is a little bit out of that. Like, there's a lot of things that have to line up in the NBA to make a trade work. Where baseball, you can kind of if you both want to do it. I don't want to say wing it. Uh, yeah, basketball. It's it feels like, like still, if you get the best player, you won the trade. But the way asset allocation works, it's like, well, did you get the best player you could with those assets? That's kind of what it boils down to. Yeah, but like you still like win the trade on paper. I think baseball, win. you don't know. You probably if you put it on a pod, it works out. Similar rate, best player win the trade. Every now and then, a prospect in a couple of years, you realize, eh, would have rather not traded them. Be a good dive. Get research on it. Uh, thank you guys for baking the algorithm. Love you guys. Like, share, review. Pretty good up today. A lot of sports snuck up on us. Didn't even talk about Shoffley winning the Travelers in my Connecticut. Ooh. Um, let us go on. To bro of the night. Um, a lot of good candidates. A lot of good stuff happening all around baseball. Uh, I think where I will go... Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to our guy, Rowdy Telez. Rowdy had a big two-homer day the other day. Uh, if you forget, when we visited Milwaukee, he was... I met, just mentioned Bobby Portis. Rowdy Telez was awesome. Just chewed the fat okay. with us. Awesome guy. Uh, by the way, he was, before I met him, he was my one of my picks to click last year. I thought it was all coming together for Rowdy. Uh, he took a baby. He had a brutal start in Toronto. They flipped him. Outside of that Toronto time, he's like an 800 OPS ball player. Um, or not even his Toronto time, just those 50 games in Toronto. He wasn't good. He has a two-homer night, uh, 248, 322, a 797 OPS, 13 homers in 70 games, uh, on pace for, you know, we're approaching a 30-home run season for my guy. Uh, I think there's a pretty, I think there's a fair, a decently easy argument that he's been the best hitter on the Brewers this year, which that's pretty crazy. And by the way, like, the Blue Jays straight punted on this guy, um, well regarded as a good dude, uh, I shouldn't say tra- straight punted. Trevor Richards is like a reliever who's actually getting torched this year. Yeah. Um, Pitches at MLB innings, got something. I don't know. I mean, this you know we talk about the Blue Jays not having a lefty bat. Like this is yeah. this is one that I I have to assume Blue Jay fans they'd like like a redo. Didn't feel good about. Um, if I remember, there's just. A lot of bodies, and they needed to kind of move somebody to open up first base DH spots. I mean, we see Alejandro Kirk DHs a lot. Their catchers, value they get out of their catching position, kind of like a forgotten thing in baseball. Yeah, I mean, Kirk almost got almost got my bro. He's been going nut job. Yeah, he he showed up a lot when I was shout looking out around the league. Shout he's, out, he's good to Rowdy Rowdy. Beebs, you got a uh, a bro? Kirk higher career OPS plus than Vladdy. Funny. Mm. Um, kind of a cop out. Christian Javier. 
Okay. A little bit forgotten guy yeah. in, in Houston. Seven innings, no hits, only one walk, 13 Ks. That's a lot. Um, part of the no-hitter, and I watched a good amount of it. Didn't happen, but I watched a good amount of it. So a little cop-outy, but, yeah, Herman Marquez also a good, really good start. Haven't feel like I haven't seen his name this year. Looking at a list of good performances. I like that. Yeah, I, Javier might be my, my TB standout. Um, Feels nasty. like he's got to get some nasty. He look and he, ugh. yeah, nasty, nasty. No hit. Uh, all right, people. All right, we're uh we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you guys. Uh, so much stuff on the John Boy Media Network Warehouse Games. We're in the playoffs of the one v one league. If you didn't watch me and Nikki cast last Friday, you might want to watch that one today. People. Okay. People genuinely said one of the best Blitzball games played. Uh, and yeah, I think I think back to Jimmy and Jack tonight. Playoffs. Pinstripe Strong. If you're looking for some Yanks there and talking Yanks. Uh, John Boy Jake TV. Geo Guesser. Those Geo Guesser God guys back at it. Uh, talking Baseball coming up in a minute. Chris Rowe's rotation. Just listen to Miggy Rowe. He was incredible. They've got a new one out today. Matzik and uh, Josh Tomlin. Josh Tomlin. A little Braves for you. And there's a big breakdown coming. We will see you guys later. Enjoy your week. Let's go sports. Let's go sports. How about it? NBA free agency. Love you. Bake it. <laughs>